is Today in History, January the 2nd. On this day in 1788, Georgia becomes the fourth state to ratify the U.S. Constitution. And in 1792, the first classes begin at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. Also on this day in 1921, religious services were broadcast on the radio for the first time as KDKA in Pittsburgh aired the regular Sunday service of the city's Calvary Episcopal Church. This is KDKA of the Westinghouse Electric and Manufacturing Company in East Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Also on this day in 1971, 66 soccer fans are killed in a stampede at a stadium in Glasgow, Scotland, as they attempt to leave the game after a late goal by the home team. Initial reports suggested that the disaster was caused by fans returning to their seats after hearing of the last goal, but in fact, it was simply the crush of spectators all leaving at the same time on the same stairway that led to the tragedy. And on this day in 1974, President Richard M. Nick signs the Emergency Highway Energy Conservation Act, setting a new national maximum speed limit. Prior to 1974, individual states set speed limits within their boundaries, and U.S. highway speed limits across the country ranged from 40 to 80 miles per hour. The U.S. and other industrialized nations enjoyed easy access to cheap Middle Eastern oil from 1950 to 1972. The Arab-Israeli conflict changed that dramatically in 1970. Arab members of OPEC protested the West's support of Israel by stopping oil shipments into the United States. The embargo had a global impact, sending the U.S. and European economies into recession. As part of the response to the embargo, President Nixon signed a federal law lowering all national highway speed limits to 55 miles per hour. The act was intended to force Americans to drive at speeds deemed more fuel efficient, thereby curbing the U.S. appetite for foreign oil. With it, Nixon ushered in a policy of fuel conservation and rationing not seen since World War II. And on this day in 1962, folk group The Weavers, banned by NBC. One of the most significant popular music groups of the post-war era saw their career nearly destroyed during the Red Scare of the early 1950s. Even with anti-communist fervor in decline by the 60s, the Weavers' leftist politics were used against them as late as January 2nd, 1962, when the group's appearance on the Jack Parr Show was canceled over their refusal to sign an oath of political loyalty. The importance of the Weavers to the folk revival of the late 50s can not be overstated. Without the group that Pete Seeger founded with Lee Hayes in Greenwich Village in 1948, there would likely be no Bob Dylan, not to mention the Kingston Trio, Peter, Paul, and Mary, and more. The Weavers helped spark a tremendous resurgence in interest in American folk traditions and folk songs when they burst onto the popular scene with Goodnight Irene, a number one record for 13 weeks in the summer and fall of 1950. The Weavers sold millions of copies of innocent, beautiful, and utter 
generally apolitical records like Midnight Special and On Top of Old Smokey. And then it came to light that members of the group had openly embraced internationalism and pro-labor sympathies of the Communist Party. When the word of their political past spread, the backlash was swift. The Weavers' planned television show was canceled. The group was placed under FBI surveillance. And Seeger and Hayes were called to testify before Joseph McCarthy's House Un-American Activities Committee. The Weavers lost their recording contract with DECA in 1951. And by 1953, unable to book most concert venues and banned from appearing on television, they disbanded. The anti-communist scare reaches its peak as the Weavers are banned from television. January the 2nd, 1962, on this day in history. Say, 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 say